Welcome back to the Renowned Leadership Podcast and happy, happy Thanksgiving from my family, from the Morris family and all the Renowned team. Thank you uh, for joining and thank you for your support. I'm just forever grateful. And I know like I, I, I try to be very intentional in making sure I, I display my gratitude for all the love and support I've gotten over the past year and a half when I'm starting doing all of this. And uh, I know it's been a growth journey. My very first podcast, not so good. It's still not so good, but getting better. And that's what's important. And so um, just thank you so much. Uh, I love doing this and I love being here. Thank you for being a part of my family. Uh, Today, we got a special episode, um, Thanksgiving episode uh, with Dame Clarissa Burt. She is an amazing public speaker, uh, coach, uh, author and actress. She was the uh, villain in The Never Ending Story 2. She is also a survivor champion. Um, so just she has tons of great stories. She's an, a super amazing person. I absolutely loved having her as a guest and getting to talk to her. So with all that being said, without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Clarissa, Clarissa Burt. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Renowned Leadership Podcast, and I am so excited to be here. As always, your host, Stephen Morris, and I just love you guys. Thank you for joining us, and today, as always, I have a very special guest. I have Miss Z. I didn't ask. I always forget to ask if you're married or not. Miss, <laughs> never been married. So you can see. Yeah, yeah, All right. So I have Miss Clarissa Burt here with me today. Welcome to the Renowned Leadership Podcast. Thank Thanks. you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. I love what you're doing, by the way. I love the work you're doing. Thank you so much. And so just real quick, tell everybody uh, what, what, who you are and what the work is that you do. Yeah. Um, you know, for a long time, I basically have been in media um, in some way, shape or form on a stage in front of a microphone was Mary Poppins in the kindergarten play. So I kind of was like the writing was on the wall from a very early age. They told me that I was vaccinated with a phonograph needle. So uh, if you don't know what a phonograph is, please, uh, people Google it uh, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I'm just a yapper and a talker and I absolutely love to, uh, I love to communicate and I love to, I love media. I love the medium of media and uh, being on a stage and communicating with people live. And um, and yeah, so that's what the deal is there. I lived in Italy for 30 years. I modeled for a while. I was, I acted for a while. Some of your uh, audience may remember the never ending story part two. I was the mean queen in that movie, Zaida. Get out of uh, here. Yes. Really? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And so I had lots of fun doing, you know, movies, but I really fell in love when I was in Italy. I was working on television there and, and a lot of the TV I did was live. And I'll tell you, for me, there was nothing really more, more that brings you more to life, really, you know, than an, a live audience. And so I was hooked. I've just been hooked ever, pretty much ever since on anything that's media. So I created In the Limelight Media. In the Limelight Media consists of television, a podcast, and a digital magazine. And as of a year and a half ago, I I really came, I think I came full circle with a book that I wrote, which is called The Self-Esteem Regime. And The Self-Esteem Regime is, a, is kind of an action plan, a regime, by the way, being an organized way of doing things. And then each chapter begins with a reword, and we 
I help people with their personal development, with their self-esteem, with self-improvement, with, um, you know, the pain and some of the suffering they're going through, you know, finding some answers, but it's an actual, it's, it's a read, sorry, excuse me. It's a resource and not a read. You're not going to pick up my book and read about self-esteem. You're going to get all kinds of, you know, uh, um, tips and, and resources and case studies and uh, affirmations and exercises that are going to help you do the work to become a better you. Uh, I, I like to say, be a better person more than you are today, but you know, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the distinction because so often we buy these books to help ourselves, but then we put them down because it's like, that's boring. Well, most, most of the time learning something new until you like get the practical application of it, most of the time it is kind of boring. So yeah. Well, yeah. This it's isn't not... really boring. I'll tell you what this is to you. And this is where you're going to really pull out your courage because you're going to need some courage to get through some of the things that you might be going through. And a lot of the reasons, you know, you have to take a, take a look at quite a few things when we're talking about how broad and how deep self-esteem really is. And mm -hmm. it, you know, it's kind of like, what did your familiar tribe teach you? Where's all the generational trauma that they, you know, foisted upon you right. or potentially your uh, faith? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I throw that out there because I've been told, you know, my faith really kind of screwed me up. So I throw that out there too. friends, uh, your educative institutions, the books you've read, social media today, which is like, wow, really? Uh, why am I not as far along as Susie Q, you know, or John mm -hmm. public? Like, why am I, you know, he's like, really killing it well okay a couple of different things the grass always looks greener on the other side so the grass by the way is always greener where you water it so <laughs> where you know like right so where are you, you like, yeah absolutely where are you uh concentrating your time and i'd like to think i call my call to action is work on yourself don't be worried about next door right. neighbor lawn and the other thing i like to say is the grass is always greener on the other side unless it's astroturf meaning it's fake it's false right. it's not real it's not reality it's perception it's the way you're perceiving what you see and what they want you to perceive so you know we could be here all day on that but it's just you know wait a minute worry about you do the work on you and and, and you're just going to be so much bigger better bolder brighter and happier for for doing it yeah. Well, first, let me. I wasn't saying your book was boring. I apologize. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, I, I know I that. Just, Don't worry. I've got I mean, enough self-esteem to know that my book's not boring. <laughs> I was, I was more saying like, yeah, we we expect to be fully entertained, like we're reading uh the lord of the rings or yeah. something a lot star wars something like that like when we sit down and watch the born identity is not entertainment like that it's meant to improve yourself and a lot of times that that involves work so oh, yeah work is the opposite of entertainment oh make no um, mistake about it yeah so but anyway like just off your your opening there's so many diving boards that i want to jump off of, and the first for me is like you're we'll talking about doing about you have this thing about jumping steven I love you to jump, to man. <laughs> action, action breeds clarity. You got to jump. There Take you action. go. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I don't, I don't believe in jumping off with one foot and still on the platform. No, you, that hurts. Uh, I've yeah. tried it and it hurts. Yep. And yeah, so hurts. you get, you got to jump with both feet. Well, they and say so, so often, like when you, you know, or just jump and the net will appear, you know, just like do it, right? just do it. And I, and that, there's a lot of that that's weaved into the book as well. Like tomorrow's not promised. What are you waiting for? You exactly. know, exactly. Like, do it 
and the the reason i say action breeds clarity is like we were talking before we started recording like my big thing is is you know being forced to jump out of an airplane when i'm scared of heights the you know when i when i left the airplane the circumstances in which i left the airplane i didn't want to jump i ended up getting forced out of the airplane because i stopped instead of jumping off the ramp and then all the people behind me didn't get the memo to stop so they just piled into my back and ended up pushing me out <laughs> oh no and okay. so um you know when i left the airplane because i wasn't prepared i freaked out and i had to get a hold of myself and be like yo dude yeah. calm down yeah. like you need to be in control of what's going on with yourself right now and when i did that's when clarity came all of a sudden fear was gone because I didn't have time to be scared. I had time to focus only had time to focus on what I was doing. Right. And so I realized that if I just start stepping into the things that scare me, then that's when all the clarity comes. That's where it comes from. And that fear just kind of like the fog in, a, in, in the morning, it just kind of dissipates in the sun. Yeah. And, you know, I, that actually is a good segue into what I was going to talk about is I love to speak on stage. I love to talk in front of people. I'm super energetic. I'm, I'm super extroverted. I love to get people's energy and all I got to do is make them laugh one time. Then I have them hooked the rest of the talk <laughs> and we are having a great time. We're having a great time. Yeah. And so, but when I started doing this, oh my God, it was hard. It was so hard oh, because, was. yeah, because I'm talking to a microphone. And I'm talking to a camera and I'm talking to somebody that's not really there, right? Like, yes, you're there on the other end, but not really. I can't touch you. I, right. you know, I, I can't, I can't feel that energy that you have. Right. And so it was super hard and I had to learn a whole new skill of, of having to turn on my energy to, to because trust me go back to listen to my very first episode it was not good it was very monotone <laughs> very flat you gotta start somewhere <laughs> right and so that that's how i started is i just like you know what i'm not even researching how to do this mm -hmm. I, because i don't want uh, uh analysis by or paralysis by analysis I, i'm just i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna figure it out as i go it's gonna suck at first but action breeds clarity. And now, you know, I'm not good. I wouldn't say I'm good yet, but I'm, I'm right. getting there. I'm building. And so I love that, that mentality that you bring to it of, I loved being live on camera because yeah. to me, that's like the ultimate, that's like, Oh crap. So one, I don't have anyone to get energy from. And two, if I, if I screw this up right now, I can just shut it off and start over. Because we're not live. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, you can't do that on live TV. So no. So so, how did you overcome that? Like, was that even a thought to you? Like, oh my that god, if really, I screw yeah, up. Were, yeah, yeah. The beginning it was really scary because you know I, I was in front of an entire country. There, were, you know, on on the channels that I was on, so potentially in front of millions and millions of people every time I went out uh, on stage, and it was it was exhilarating. But it was you know in the beginning, I remember you know having like panic attacks two days before, the day before, the day of, like you know like anxiety you know not mm -hmm. panic attack, anxiety and my heart was in my throat and it was like a big deal now it's like hold my beer you know it's like <laughs> it's like hold my beer where give me the microphone you know where's the stage you know let me at him kind of thing 
And and I, you know, I, 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 you know, MC gala dinners, you know, frequently with 300 people in the room. And, and, the, and the, the idea is that back in the day when I was so afraid that we're all each one of those were mini learning sessions, right? Mm -hmm. So get to the point where, you know, you're fearful, you might even fail at a couple of things. But you know, again, failure is your first attempt in learning. And as you fail, then you succeed. Um, now it's, it's not an issue for me. I don't, I don't have that kind of idea anymore, because I'm really clear about who I am. I'm really clear about what I bring to the table. And I'm really clear that my message, especially now with the book is, is really meant for who's listening to us right now on this lovely Thanksgiving day, by the way. So uh, what do we oh, all yeah. think? For, right? <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Um, and that's one of the other things I talk about is, you know, uh, drop and give me five, like what, give me five things you're grateful for right now when yeah. we're talking. About, you know, we talk a lot about gratitude when we talk about self-esteem and what, we, you know, and personal development in general. What are we what are we truly grateful for? And if you can't give me five like rapid fire, you need to get back to the drawing board. I can give you 10 like off the top of my head. And I know I have more if I were to, you know, take a deep breath and, and, and get, you know, take notes. Uh, you know, we all there's nothing we have absolutely really do not have to be complaining about. There are so much uh uh grief uh and strife in the world uh, you know right now that i think we can all just take a lesson from today uh yeah we're probably sitting around the table with aunt and uncle so-and-so and the ones that are politically you know contrary to what we believe and all that stuff but what are we truly grateful for you know i Absolutely. mean I personally i'm very grateful to be an american um, I'm very grateful for our veterans. So, Stephen, thank you very much for the work that you've done for this country. And it That's means right. the world to me to be an American. I will tell you that because, uh, you know, every you know, I, I've lived around the, the world. I've lived in I've been to many different places where they definitely do not have our freedoms and our right. luxuries, air quotes, luxuries, because each one, everybody just you know, decides what their own luxuries are. But I've lived in places. Well, I've lived in places. I've I've traveled to places where people are really living under a bridge, and mothers are bringing up their children. And the only way that she could cover up her newborn baby was with a piece of um, uh, newspaper. I saw it. Yeah. You know, I've seen. I've been around. So, uh, damn! If you can't come up with five or ten things right now, that you're grateful for. Go back to the drawing board, or you know, start start getting to work because there is nothing. Um, that we have to be bitching about very little. Yeah, the world is upside down and politics and economics and all that. Yes, and times are tough. Yes, but we've been through tough times before. We know uh, we've been through war before. We've been through pestilence before. We've been through all kinds of things, um, and we we can get through. I think we. The other thing about self esteem is you never really know how strong you truly are until you apply yourself and realize mm -hmm. when you come to that realization. It's kind of like, wow, I yeah, I did that. Like I went through that. Like you jumping, you know, the, in your beginning jumps and that sort of thing. Like you said, get some real clarity around what's what's important and what's not. I love what you just said. And that I can't tell you how many times someone has asked me, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? Like, mm -hmm. and, and I guess I've never really reflected on my self-esteem per se. You're kind of making me think about it now. But I guess like my answer is like, ooh. We'll be okay. We'll figure it out. Exactly. Or or, or exactly. we'll die. Like those are our two options: figure it out oh, or die. Yeah. And I mean, and I think we'll figure it out. So yeah. I'm not even worried about it. I, I don't stress about it. And that's pretty much how I live my life. It takes a lot to stress me out because I just 
I understand. I, I, I guess I have enough self-esteem or confidence in myself to know that I'm going to be okay at the end of the day and I'm going to figure it out. Well, there's a really and, great that I love to, and I'll, 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 I'll close out that thought with this. And that is as soon as you learn to trust yourself, you will know how to live. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a, it's a German writer by the name of Johann Wolfgang von Goethe that came up with this saying. And if you can, if you, when you learn to trust yourself, you will know how to live. And it, I mean, yeah, perfect. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, couldn't have said it better myself. And then when it comes to gratitude, um, love, love that. Uh, I keep a gratitude journal. I, I write in it every single day. Um, and, and that is the most important way to start is because, yeah. man, if you, the, your, your initial thoughts in the morning are what dictate how your day proceeds. Yes. Yes. If you wake up pissed off or upset or going back to sleep or hit, hitting that snooze button, mm -hmm. you are robbing yourself of a good day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Absolutely. I can't tell you the, the profound transformation that my days have had since I've started doing what you said, you know, yeah. what well, real quick, what am I grateful for? Boom, 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 boom. Yep. Okay. And then that, again, that adds clarity to my day. Yeah. Um, other than, other than gratitude, what are some other big, well, your give value, me one more, your value okay. system, your value system. So if I say drop and give me five again, give me your top five values. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to guess that a lot of people are going to values. What the hell, what are values? Wait a minute. Let me think, uh, five, five values, my, you know, you need to be, you know, you need to be coming like straight off again, rapid fire. Here's what I like to, I like to take the high road air quotes, high honesty, integrity, gratitude, and honor. And that's a hill I'm ready to die on. And I will be honest. I will be so radically honest. And if it unfortunately hurts or offends you, I'm sorry, but that's my honesty. That's my truth, right? Um, integrity. I think we all know what that means. It's like your moral yeah. compass, your moral code. Like, you know, I know you guys in the, in the uh, military, you get a lot of these words frequently, but most of us really don't. So honesty, integrity, gratitude, we've just spoken about honor. Honor is something we very, very, very rarely even think about, let, let, let alone talk about. And that's like, like, who are you when no one else is in the room? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you treating people that you know can do nothing for you? Right. Like, you know, that person, he can't do anything for me. Does he deserve any less your, you know, your, your kindness and your compassion? No, he doesn't. Or she doesn't. Right. So these are the kinds of things that when I talk about taking the high road, those are my top four. And again, um, it doesn't make me always the most popular person in the room, <laughs> you know, because I'll tell you when I, when I, when I was on survivor, I won survivor some years ago, I was on survivor and I really? won, right? Yeah. It was Italian survivor and you would have never seen it, but I did. And in one of the exercises that we had, we had, you know, they came and they were, you know, got us with a helicopter and they were taking us to a circumspect Island. So we, you know, where the, where the exercise was all set up. And as we were sitting in the helicopter, the two, you know, bikini babes that I loved, I adored them. They were great, but they were much younger and, you know, bikini babes. And they were sitting behind me, right? So when the pilot showed up, they were like, sir, sir, we're starving. We haven't had anything to eat. Could you go over into that kiosk? Because it's like, we're in Nicaragua. It's like, no, you know, it's a little teeny nothing airport. Mm -hmm. and get us something to eat well of course the guy you know with his eyes going boing 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 <laughs> he goes over the kiosk and he gets some food comes back with a brown paper bag and he hands it to the girls and, just, and i'm in the front with it with the pilot so at a certain point i feel this tap on my shoulder 
And I turn around and they're they're proffering some of this junk food that he's just bought. And I went, oh, oh, no, 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 thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks. Well, first of all, I did that because it was the honest thing to do. I was starving. Mm -hmm. Stephen, I'm not going to lie. I was hungry. It was the honest thing to do. It was the right thing to do. It was unfair to anybody else in that was playing the game that were in the other helicopters that didn't have any food. And I wouldn't have been able to look at myself in the mirror the next day. It was against the rules. There were very clear rules about this game. And I didn't want to become come off as a cheater. Had God forbid I had gotten caught, I would have never forgiven myself because these are the kind of things you think of, right? Mm -hmm. And it also put, whereas we were really chummy before, it put this distance between us now. I think they were afraid I was going to tell the producers. And of course, I would never do something like that. That's not on me. That's between them and their God. That's not between me and the producers. Right. And and they're conscious, I guess I should say. But it it really put a distance between us because I think it, it, you know, when you do something like that, it makes them feel a little bit less about themselves, which is not it's a it's it's a, it was a teaching moment for them. And it was a real proud moment for me because I knew that I was doing the right thing. If we could all in this one, by the way, imperfect am I and far from perfect, but um if we could all come to the table with, you know, taking the high road, again, honesty, integrity, gratitude, and honor, can you imagine what kind of world we'd be living in? Right. Absolutely. And, and so much less self-serving yeah. uh, as well, which I, I feel is, is the the plague of society today is everything is about what can you give me rather than what can I give you? Can and, I give you? Yeah. Exactly. And, and in my coaching, that's one of the big things I harp on is stop focusing on what your people can do for you and focusing on what you should be doing for your people. When you start focusing on what you should be doing for your people, that automatically is going to make them want to serve you as well and yeah, do what absolutely. you tell them to do. So, I mean, great point. Love the example. I cannot, like, I, I did research you. I, I promise I did and <laughs> before this interview and yeah. I did not see anywhere the, the never ending story too, or Italian survivors. So <laughs> I don't know why. That's okay. <laughs> but these are all things that I learned, you know, learn different things from um, that, you know, I, I've written a book about, you know, it's, it's in the personal development aisle. My book is in Barnes and Noble, by the way, which is again, another really crowning moment for me. And when I, when I, and it's been there for a year and a half, which is amazing, but um so, you know, I'm very proud. I'm proud of that work. And and I, I often tell people to be really, really happy and proud of what they're doing. Don't shy away from that. Don't cower away from, you know, those those shining bright moments in your life. You know, that's it's okay to have a humble brag. But, you know, when I find that, I don't know, you may not know some of these names, but Tabitha Brown, Brene Brown, who is Oprah's, one of in Oprah's inner circle, Deepak Chopra and Dr. Joe Dispenza, and my book is right in the middle on the shelf. That's a crowning moment for me. You know? Absolutely. And, it, and it's, you know, for me, this is really, this message is so, it's so, it's, it's, it's timeless, but it's even more timely now in lieu of what we've been going through well, pretty much pre-COVID, you know, I mean, life is always an interesting challenge isn't it but it's been super challenging in these last three to four years and uh, people have, have suffered a lot of loss loss of money jobs family friends faith uh into you know itself 
you know so i think that my again one of my greatest calls to action is to make sure that you are every day whether you have to put, whether you put it in your calendar or you just trust yourself to do it you know you are putting in time to your self personal development your self esteem your self improvement um for yourself and for everybody that you know around you where does your passion for self esteem and developing self esteem come from uh, because I, I didn't have, you know, they always say you, you preach what you need to teach, right? So excuse me, <laughs> you need to learn, you preach what you need to learn. Um, and, you know, I, I grew up in, in, you know, certain circumstances that didn't give me the greatest of self-esteem. A lot of it, I think, is generational trauma as well. You know, again, we only are taught what our parents know because they were taught with, you know, from their parents. Right. And it goes back, it goes back, it goes back. This is definitely a not, you know, about parental bashing. I won't go down that path. It's not what this is about. But what this is about is, are you courageous enough? Do you have the coyones enough <laughs> to say, to do the work on yourself and say, the toxic stops here, right here. Drawing mm -hmm. a line in that sand, it stops with me. I'll do the work for everybody else. I will do the work. And, you know, again, imperfect am I, and, you know, every once in a while, you know, every once in a while, you know, I mean, there are, there are days where I'm off or I wake up in a rotten mood or whatever, whatever that may be. Um, but I know now what with my tools in the shed that I've accrued along the way to how to better manage those moments. Right. Um, and so I do a lot. There's a lot of, um, you know, raw, raw. I do a lot of like raw, raw sessions with myself. <laughs> it's like I have my own cheerleading team inside my head, which, you know, is something that I have uh, lots of fun with. Yeah. I, I love that because that before before I do anything, really, before I get on with a new client, that's one of getting on with a new client or new you know prospect is very nerve wracking for me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, I don't really care because it's, because it's not familiar, and you know I, that. Yes. And I think the butterflies, yeah, let's call them butterflies in the stomach, kind of feeling are kind of a good thing because they keep you they keep you on your toes and they keep mm -hmm. you wanting. To best right and so but uh, that's know. what i totally do before before i do these things before this podcast like before every podcast i'm crazy nervous and yeah. I, I just before i even turn my camera on it's it's the raw rest session it's it's yeah. it's you know doing the the cognitive reset um right. and, and then placing the the good image uh, in right. my brain and, and that's why things. i do pre-show i do a lot of talking like before you push record i will do a lot of talking because i know that people a lot of people do have that i don't i've explained why and i and i i, I really don't have that fear anymore but i know a lot of people do and so my one of my empathic things one of my things i do to give if you will is to start off the conversation get somebody talking and bring everybody you know to like an even playing ground because some people you know they 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 come with you know they might read a bio somebody's bio and go oh my god what have i got myself into you know am i ever going to be good enough is this am i going to be good enough for this interview and so that's something that as that we can do all of us can be kind and compassionate and and empathic if you will and just you know make everybody bring everybody to a comfort level and get real good at, at being at bringing people because look people are going to be they're going to they're going to be impressed by your accolades but they are always going to remember better they will remember how you made them feel oh yeah 100 percent love that 
So I hope that I, you know, in my interludes with anyone, I always am making them, but like I said, I want to be a better person more than I am today. And I do take the high road. So I, I do want everybody to feel extremely comfortable. And that's why I do a lot of the preamble talk first <laughs> so that everybody is on the same playing ground, you know, same playing field. I love that. I love that so much. The, and, and you're absolutely right. It, it's about what you can give. Uh, and I've learned throughout, throughout my career, the, the, the best sense of purpose uh, I can gain is always when I'm giving something to someone. Yeah. Right. Like the, the getting the things is cool and it's mm -hmm. satisfying for a minute, but you know, that, that giving to someone. And then when they remember you later, like, you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then that, that feeling lasts for years and years and years. And that's so I totally can resonate with what you're saying. Yeah. So what inspired you to write the self-esteem regime, you know, post COVID? The frustration. Well, you know, I wrote it during COVID, but the idea of writing the book I'd had for quite some time, and it really, it's born from the frustration that I felt in my perception of other, other people and their, their lack, their, their absolute lack or their perception of themselves, which was completely different. You know, I would look at my mother and think, oh my God, it's my mother and she's so beautiful. And she's all, you know, she was salutarian in our high school of 800 girls, which means second, she wasn't val valedictorian. She was salutarian. Right. She was always on the Dean's list and she was everything, you know, to me, but my mom did not have the greatest self-esteem. I'm going back to the fifties, by the way. And she was brought up by, you know, 12 years worth of the Catholic nuns. So, you know, again, there's 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 even you know there's that kind of um generational if you will generational religious thought mm -hmm. and indoctrination so so that happened and then my grandmother lovely these are all lovely beautiful women intelligent and grandmom i don't know she's 45 or 46 years old decided she needed to lose weight didn't need to lose an ounce but decided she did took two um uh diet pills you know choked on them uh, uh, um, uh, perforated her esophagus and then was six weeks in the hospital and i thought to myself my god I, you know my grandmother she my grandmother was like my the greatest love of my life right so she and i and i'd look at her and why is that then I moved on and, you know, and I started to model and I was, my modeling career was really, really a phenomenal, lovely, great time in my life and really good career. And so I'm working with like the 1% of, you know, girls that are, you know, are traveling the world on all the major runways, on the beauty campaigns, on the covers of magazines. And, and some of these girls was really evident that they had low self-esteem. For many different reasons, whether toxic relationships, drugs and drinking, like whatever it was. And I'd look at them and say, you know, there's where's the connection between these these beautiful creatures on the runway and my mother in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, you know, like what's going on here? <laughs> you know, and my grandmother with, you know, the perforated esophagus. And it was yeah, obviously, you know, the answer was obvious. And it, you know, it's perception of self. It's what you've been taught. It's what you know. It's um, how you feel about yourself. And again, um, if you get the message that, you know, uh, that you're not good enough and that you, you know, you're not worthy, you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to prove that you are. Mm -hmm. And that's a pretty stuck kind of place to be in because, you know, that, you know, you might go down I'm some fine. paths that are not necessarily most, most healthy. Anyway, that's that's the reason why it took me longer to write the book than I wanted it to. But yeah, 
uh, I, I was on a stage and, and when I got off the stage, somebody in the audience is a friend of mine and you'll see it's co-written by Gary Krebs. Uh, he came over and said, I need to write your book. And I went, let's do it. And we did. We picked <laughs> up uh, we picked up Roman and Littlefield publishers out of New York City. So traditionally published. And it's uh, that was another dream, especially during COVID. That was, you know, that was like, wow, during COVID that. And I think that they really they also they too understand the idea of, you know, again, when I was a kid, there were no computers, no cell phones, no Internet. And I would go into the three bookstores that we had at the time was Board, Border Books, Walden Books and Barnes and Noble. And mm -hmm. there's a little section in the back called self-help. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I would get my solace, my 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 uh, understanding, my assistance, my guidance. Right. Uh, that's where I would go. And now if you walk into Barnes and Noble, the only bookstore really that, uh, you know, that we all know here in the United States, it, it just rows upon rows upon rows upon rows of personal development, a billion dollar right. industry. Right. Which goes to prove that man is man, women, you know, humankind is still looking for and will probably always be looking for the why, the reason, right. of, you know, how to get out of pain, looking for the guidance, the help, the assistance. Right. So. So it's awesome story, by the way. Uh, for, for me, um, I was always the fat kid. Ooh. I was short and I was fat um, growing up. Um, I played football. I played sports. I wasn't really good at it because I was short and fat and I didn't really grow until I got into the military and the military is what gave me my self-esteem. Yep. Yeah. And it, I, I would like to think that your journey of learning self-esteem was way better than mine because mine was pretty brutal and very like counterproductive sometimes, but, yeah. um, ultimately like what i learned i could never i could never exchange and one of the things you said that absolutely infuriate i hate to use the word triggering it like yeah. instantly inf infuriates me is is uh, perception i hate when people say perception is reality perception is not reality in fact it's the opposite 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time perception yes. is the is not reality opposite yeah Oh yeah, exactly. And, and I hate when people see themselves like, "Oh, I'm this," and I'm looking at you. And I'm like, "No, you're not. No, yeah. you, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You're, yes. you're, you you speak elegantly. Yes. Go you, like you you listen to somebody tell their story, and you're like, "Oh man, that was such an elegant speech." And yeah. like, "Oh no, it sucked." Like, no, yeah. I didn't. Like, believe what I'm telling you. Why, why do people? Why, yeah. why do people? tend to not believe like when when i like if you get off here and you're like yeah steven you were a great host thank you so much for this this chance loved being on your show it was awesome yeah. and then it i'm was. like it is <laughs> whatever you should unmean it why do we do that yeah i don't know it's one of those kind of things where you know i think it's because you know really uh you know and intrinsically the the belief system is that you you really weren't good enough and that's i think that's another thing when we start to talk about the imposter syndrome is one of those kinds of things that really you know i i i you know imposter syndrome is when you, you know you think you're not good enough and mm -hmm. um you you uh it's it's that persistent it's like a persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved right like you don't deserve success you know uh or that you uh you know like you 
you achieved a result legitimately. Like you really worked hard for that. And so you should own it. You should be like, I just was talking about my book and how proud I am of that. Right. Mm -hmm. I would say to you, ah, you know, it's all right. I mean, there's so many, you know, books on personal esteem uh, development out there, but I guess from a little field saw something in my book. I don't know what, but you know, here <laughs> we are now not buying your book. <laughs> so it's right. one of those kinds of things that, you know, it kind of brings, um, it brings a, a, a sense of anxiety on too, right? Because that, like, you know, there, it also is like, you know, I'm comparing myself to other, other role models and other influencers and, you know, they are so much better than I am. Well, it's not that they're better than you or they're not better than you. It's that their message is going to resonate with Joe Smith. Whereas my resonate, my message may resonate with Susie Q. It depends, right? Because everyone learns differently. Everyone's, you know, everyone, every message lands differently. So, you know, people just, they really get really stuck with the imposter syndrome. And then I think they have to be a little bit more in tune with their emotional intelligence, right? And so where are they triggered? Mm -hmm. You know, because if they were told that, as I said before, if they were told that they weren't worthy or if they were told that they were worthless, you know, they are going to be looking for outside of themselves, they are going to be looking for approval. And when that approval comes in, their old, you know, their old mindset's going to say, you know, I, I really wasn't, but you know, gee, that, you know, like this old thing, I love your dress, this old thing. Yeah, because it was the right color. It's the right proportion. It's, you know, it's a timeless piece. Right. You know, it looks great on you, right? So people really need to stop doing that. We get really, you know, deep into that here. Just accept a compliment graciously, say thank you and move on. You know, I think that's really another really important piece too, is to know that you are good enough. And by the way, let me stop right there. I am enough. You are enough. We are enough. I am, I am all of that enough stuff. Well, if you take a, if you, if you, if you look up the definition of enough, it is only as much as is required. So by sheer definition, the word enough is not enough. Because I don't know about you, but I know about me. And I know that I am so much more than enough. <laughs> so the new That's mantra. Awesome. So Stephen, the new mantra is, I am so much more than enough. That I have, great. I trust myself. My emotional intelligence is in check. I do not suffer with the imposter syndrome. I'm really clear about what my message is. I'm really sure that my book deserves to be in Barnes and Noble. I, I'm thrilled to know that my book is changing lives one chapter at a time. Right. That I am Love working that. on trauma bonds. I am working on generational trauma. I am working on betrayal trauma. I, you know, I know how to grieve. I know how to bring myself back after grief. Abracadabra. Ooh. I don't know. You, we've heard abracadabra, right? Abracadabra, we all think is like this magical, mystical. Abracadabra means I create as I speak. Really? I, I create as I speak, right? Now, we've heard this a million times, right? Be really, really careful about the words that are coming out of your mouth because it is, it, it, the words are energy and the energy goes out into the, mm -hmm. into, it goes out to the universe and, and it's a vibration and what you're putting out will come back in. So all of these things are things that we need to be really, 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 really 
super mindful of, and that's part of the exercise. The exercises in the book, especially, are to know, you know, write it down, journal it out, get it out, but, you know, work with the uh, affirmations, do the mirror work. There's something in there called mirror therapy, which was, I picked up along my, you know, readings with Louise Hay, um, who was really one of the first godmothers of personal development. We go back to Neville Goddard and we can go back to, um, um, Napoleon Hill's work, and there are many others, you know, many godfathers and godmothers. But Louise Hay came, uh, I know, uh, was where I first picked it up, was with her work, and then Jack Canfield used it in some of his works as well. And if it was good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And we have that in the book as well. So when you can, there are two ways to approach a mirror. One is to look at the mirror, doing my makeup, doing my hair, brushing, all that stuff. I look at the mirror and I'm looking pretty good, feeling pretty good. Or you can look into the mirror. And when you look into the mirror and you look into your own eyes and you're down into your own soul, this is when you can have a coming to Jesus moment with, you know, how you really do truly feel about yourself and what you need to hear. I really like you. I love you. I'm so proud of you. You did an amazing interview. Uh, you know, you pulled together a fantastic podcast that is serving. So I'm so proud of you. Uh, whatever it is that you need to hear, you know, again, this is self-help. This is uh, not uh, uh, what everybody else thinks about me. Help. Right. This is self-help. This is doing the work for yourself by yourself with help, obviously, of, you know, the, the, the tools that you will pick up along the way. But this is where you will put in the work, you will put in the effort, and you know that you deserve uh, to be doing these things for yourself. You know, a lot of times these things will really resonate with us and we'll really look for these when we're like rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have to go down that far. <laughs> you don't have to go that far. If that's where you are and that's where you need to, you know, uh, bounce back from, great, no problem. Let's start there. But if we are continually doing the work on our personal development and self-esteem and that sort of thing, uh, then better I feel. Um, and again, uh, the mantra, the second mantra being that I've mentioned before, I want to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. All right, everybody. I just want to interrupt the podcast really, really quick and uh, take a minute to tell you all about the brand new renowned coaching system. This is a system I've personally designed and put a lot of thought and effort and love into. It's an amazing system. Let me tell you real quick why it's an amazing system because you get real time analytics. You get to see exactly where you were when you started, where you currently are, and how close you are to achieving that ultimate goal that you set at the very beginning. You get analytics for everything. More importantly, the accountability with this system is the best you'll find anyplace else in the world. I get to see everything that's going on and make sure that you are staying accountable to the goals you set. It's, it's truly powerful. You guys just got to see it for yourself. Go to renownedleadership.com. Go to the top right-hand corner, click book a call. You'll get to come talk to me personally, and I will personally give you a tour of this system. It is truly amazing. It's one of a kind, and it's truly, truly powerful. I'm so excited. I can't wait to show you all that's uh all i got to say about it so let's get back to the podcast right that, that that's right on with my theme too is al always be analyzing my own thoughts mm -hmm. right because when i started this i i very much had imposter syndrome yep. and i knew that and it, it was 
I really had, and, and it's hard sometimes owning your own company, doing yep. your own, making your own content. People think yep. content creation is easy. It is one of the most stressful things I've ever done. And I used to get <laughs> shot at for a living. Well, you're knocking <laughs> it out of the ballpark. Number one, you're doing an amazing job. I think it's great. <laughs> but you know, to your point, we really need to think more about what we're thinking about. Right. Think about what you're thinking about. Right. And if it's something you want to do, do it, you know, try it, fail at it. Again, first attempt, attempt in learning, failure, fail, first attempt in learning, do it, fail, celebrate the failures, move on. That means you're just one step closer to success, right. fear, face everything and rise. And it's an acronym. You can put the R, could be a million different things, but I use face everything and rise, just freaking do it. Tomorrow is not promised. You know, another thing, you know, is I can do anything. I can do anything. I, okay, great. You can do anything. You can do anything, Stephen, until you can't. So mm. without shame, without blame, and without guilt, who do you need to apologize to? Tomorrow's not promised for you or for them. Who do you need to pick up a call and make amends with? You know, who is it you need to send a card, an email? Who is it that no matter whether you think you're right or not, is missing in your life and that you know no i'm not saying toxic relationships because that's a whole nother chapter but are there people in our lives that maybe we need to rethink because as we grow and we do become the better person tomorrow than we are today we rethink things right like i said before think about what you're thinking about but rethink the things you need to rethink mm-hmm you know, were you too exacting? Were you too difficult? Were you know, was there something that you had a hand in, in the way that that relationship ended? It could be a brother, a sister, you know, again, a sibling, a parent, uh, an ex, a friend, a friendship, what it could be anyone. If I were to say to you, who really do you need to make amends with? Almost everybody in the room, anybody listening will come up with one person, at least one person. Instead of themselves? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're doing a lot of work on ourselves in order to do the right thing by others as well. So how many people are out there would absolutely love, you know, to hear from us? Not, I mean, again, how many people, not how many people would love to hear from us, but how many of us have someone in their lives that would love to hear from us? Um, And that's something else that we, you know, we need to take into account because there is no greater marker of your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself then putting out that real that you know the good juju right the good energy that great energy that you just put out knowing that there's a possibility you may not hear anything back and that's gonna ouch a little bit that's gonna but you did what you knew was the right thing to do again we always come back to honor what was the right thing to do what is the right thing to do in that case and ouches are okay Contrary to, I said, ouches are okay. Contrary to, to popular wisdom, getting sure. hurt is okay. Yeah, I've been hurt so many times, physically, yeah. mentally, spiritually. So, yep. you know, yeah, it, it's okay. I, I learned, and I, I'm not bitter. You know, I, I when I was in Afghanistan in 2013, I got shot three times. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'm not oh. mad at the guy. Oh, it, it was war. Yeah. it was war it happened i mean at the time i was mad because it hurt it burnt yeah. yeah almost killed me but now sitting here today if that guy were still alive i know he's not but if he were i wouldn't be mad at him it, it, it's 
it's war. It happened. I, I don't hold a grudge. I forgive well, you. I thank you uh, again for, for doing that, especially <laughs> on this day, especially on this day of thanks. But, you know, when we could get to a point in our lives where we say, you know what, I'm no longer accepting the things I cannot change. Yeah. You know, I'm no longer accepting the things I cannot change. And I'm going to change the things I cannot accept hmm. about myself mostly. Yeah, it's a whole different spin on, right, of what we're used right. to we're used to hearing i'm changing the things i cannot accept about myself mostly and uh you know life is only going to give you what you keep calling in right right absolutely and that, that's so important because the the reason i added that uh the yourself part is because to me it all i i can't i can't do anything until i accept my own responsibility surely yeah and so in order to enact change, in order to in, to change myself, change others, change the world around me, change my environment, anything that I want to enact change on, first, I have to accept and understand my responsibility in creating the problem in the first place. Absolutely. So if I'm having a bad self-esteem issue, before I say, well, my dad used to beat me, my mom told me I, I was worthless and I wasn't good enough. My friends used to make fun of me because I was short and fat. All, you know, my drill sergeants in the army said all these horrible things to me. Before right. I go to blaming all of that, my the first thing I do is I hold up the mirror and I say, okay, Stephen, what have I done to, to cause this self-esteem issue to myself? Yeah, yeah. Once, yeah. once I've diagnosed all that, then I can branch off and it's like, okay, now I can, I can forgive myself. I can forgive others. I can, I can change myself. I can change others. All these things come from just taking ownership of yourself and your own actions and your own circumstances. And this is a long mantra of, I absolutely hate victimization and victimhood. Yeah. I understand things happen to you. Yeah. Totally get it. But still, stop don't be a victim nothing positive ever comes from it i'm done no, ranting no. i'm sorry no, no it doesn't you're right no and i absolutely no no i love the exchange that's great i mean it sounds like you you know you and it's great that you've done you know that kind of work it's easier to live in victimhood than it is to actually get up and do the work because as i've said before it takes courage and it takes effort and it takes work and uh, and and forgiveness is is huge it's really hard to do sometimes and uh, because hurt you know, hurt and and you know, you kind of have to remember too that hurt people, hurt people, right? You yeah. know, so you have to go back to say, you know, a lot of the times, you know, again, I I do not uh, ever advise staying in a toxic relationship, but if somebody's really working on themselves and is really trying, you know, putting in the effort, then then it's something that you might want to either, you know, hang around for or help them through uh, a lot of compassion involved. It depends. Every, obviously every situation is, is individual. It's different, but um, you know, sometimes you don't want to throw the the baby out with the bathwater either. Right. So. Where do you come up with it? What? <laughs> what? I've, never, I've never in my life heard that. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> what does that even freaking mean? Well, if you throw, <laughs> you, you know, they, they have these basins, right? For babies and you put the bathwater in, you put the baby in it, and then you wash them and you take oh. the baby out and you throw away the bathwater, right? Well, don't forget, you have to take the baby out because otherwise you could throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've never heard that? No, never you in don't my want, life. You don't want to throw away the good with the bad, right? You want to, <laughs> never mind. Uh, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I, I I love that you talked about um the the pillars of, of your self esteem. Um, I I just I, I believe. <clears throat> excuse me, I, I believe in that so much. And I think each one of us has our own pillar, which you talk, you alluded to, talked about a little bit. Yeah. I just, we're coming up on the end and I would really love for you to reiterate that point just yeah. one more time, really hammer it home because it is so important that you live and die by your, by your pillars, whatever they are. Right. right. You know, and so you, go ahead. Yeah, no, the four pillars are look good, feel good, be good, and greater good. So basically, it's outside, inside, head, and heart. Outside, how we look, and outside, inside, how we're taking care of our bodies, our head, you know, the things that we are allowing in, the things that are serving us. And then obviously, the greater good is, you know, paying it back, paying it forward, tithing, volunteering, and all of those good things that we do the what you i think you might be referring to is the value system right. and so the value system again is taking the high road i have i have called my value system the high road honesty integrity gratitude and honor and they're really kinds of uh things that you want to remember again who is it when you're not in the room uh and then who is who are you when no one else is in the room forgive me and then the other thing that i like to say is honoring um you know we talk about we talk about not comparing ourselves to anyone else right and so it's like self-esteem 101 never compare yourself to anyone else okay yes that okay yeah but the only comparison you need to be making is to the person you were yesterday and it goes hmm. along with when i say I want to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. Well, let also, me ask you this. Yeah. Because of course we've always heard never, you know, comparison is the thief of joy is one right. of the things right, I, right, right. I've heard a lot. Um, but at the same time, comparison is what drives me, I think, because it's like, okay, so I see, I see, I see Clarissa. She's where I want to be. Right. So I compare myself to you like, okay, so this is what I'm doing. This is what she's doing. These are the things I need to improve on to get to her level. How do I keep it? I guess that's, that's a healthy comparison. Is, is there such a thing as a healthy comparison? Well, I like, think there's, it's, it's really more, it's more emulation and it's more, it, it gives us more motivation, right? So I emulate someone. I look, I esteem them. Right. Okay. I feel esteem for that person. I, uh, the, the, you know, that they help me up my game up the bar because I can learn from them. They are more of a mentor, you know, if, if you're working right. with that than anything else. It's not that you're comparing, look, I don't compare myself to Oprah, but I would like to think that my messaging is on point. It's on fleek. It's, you know, it's helping people. I have a media group. I get the word out. You know, I don't compare myself to her uh, because I don't have thousands of people and billions of dollars, but I do what <laughs> I can at my level. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that that is something that's really important to keep in mind. <clears throat> uh, have your role models. It's really important that you have role models. I'm sure there's someone that you, you know, you emulate, that you esteem, that you, you know, you look at and go, that's what I, that's what I'm, I'm shooting for that. Right. But it doesn't mean that you are comparing yourself to them, 
right? Fair enough. Because, Fair enough. It's, 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 because you are you and they are they, right? Or he is right. he or she is she. So yeah, I, I think I'd be really, really mindful of that as well. Um, and then remembering also that loyalty is when I've got your back behind your back. I think there's something else that goes along with the honor piece, right? Um, you know, loyalty is when you've got my back behind mm -hmm. my back, you know, like, are you trashing me when everybody gets to, you know, together at the water cooler and they're, you know, uh, they just, you know, they're having this fomenting moment of, you know, um, the coyotes, you know, doing their thing there, or are you actually standing up and saying, you know, I know Susie Q and, I really like her. Maybe she's just having a bad day. Maybe she needs to talk or she needs a hug. Boom, off you go. And, you know, maybe you've, you know, you've done the right thing and given them, you know, food for thought, you know, like right. really okay to stand around. So I love that part about loyalty. I am fiercely loyal and it, it comes kind of with the terrain with me. Uh, but it's one of those kind of things that, you know, I, it's another hill that I'm ready to die on because I do think that loyalty has a whole lot to do with honesty, integrity, and, and honor. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And so when, when people ask me what my values are, I say, I have one value, integrity, integrity covers them all. Yeah. Um, and obviously I'm not knocking what your thing is just for, for, for me is it's, as long as my integrity is intact, my honor is intact, my yeah, my morals right. are intact, my loyalty is intact, and I am like you, I am fiercely loyal, and yeah. I will defend you to the literal death yeah. until you prove other un, that my my loyalty or right. you don't deserve my loyalty, um, which a lot of times isn't easy to do. Um, so I, I mean, I totally get that. Uh, and I love that to death. And in the military, we, we say we, we've got your six. Yeah. Uh, meaning we got your back. And I so, um, yeah, I love that to pieces. That is so awesome. So, Clarissa, um, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining uh, joining me on Thanksgiving Day are, of all days. Even what a um, joy you are. Enjoy your dinner. Thank you so much. Um, this has been really special. And I can't wait to uh to get your book and read your book i haven't done it yet i gotta do it um but i got man my bookshelf is like i'm never going to read all these books before i die it's, it's <laughs> too many um, well let me leave everybody with this because i think it's something that's where it could be really really uh it, it's it's a point to ponder nothing has any meaning except for the meaning you give it Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely, one hundred percent. So it's, it's kind of so like funny. don't sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because people, especially today, every everyone is offended about everything, and it's like, I'm. They're like, you're not offended by that, and I'm like, eh, I can see why you're offended, but I just choose not to be. Yeah, me too. And yeah, it's look, not worth my time and energy. Sure to be bitching your way through it, you know. <laughs> Damn it, it's supposed to be fun. Let's try yeah. our best, shall we? I don't have fun when I'm pissed off at everybody. Like that's exactly. not fun to me. So well, yeah. let's go have some fun, man. I totally love that. But thank you so much, Clarissa. It's been thank an absolute you. pleasure. Um, go ahead and tell everybody how they can get a hold of you uh, yeah. if they need your coaching or if they want to have you as a Absolutely. public speaker. Any get a hold of your book. Where can they find it? 
all that well, stuff. Well, you know, again, the book is in Barnes and Noble. It's also on barnesandnoble.com and certainly on uh, Amazon. It's in Kindle version. It's on Audible and it's also in the uh, book form. So yeah, regular book form. So yeah, you can find it anywhere pretty much. And, and I can be found on social anywhere except on Snapchat. Yeah, I don't have Snapchat. <laughs> is Snapchat still a thing? I don't know. I, uh -huh. I just say that because, <laughs> yeah, I don't want you looking for me there because I'm not there. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And as always, everybody, I will have all her links and all her stuff in the show notes, in the bio, and in the description down below. Um, so make sure you scroll all the way down and click on her stuff. Give her tons and tons of love. Get her book. It's going to help you immensely. I know it. it's just... Is, is going to be life-changing, uh, especially knowing how important my self-esteem is to me. Um, seeing the energy that Clarissa brings on the, on the screen, like that self-esteem, like you can't, you can't replace it. Like it's just, and, and, and it lifts everyone around you. It is just toxic in a good way that is contagious. That's what I should say. Contagious. Not toxic. Contagious. <laughs> I apologize for that. No, no, it's it's okay. not toxic. It's, it's contagious. <laughs> Um, right. so anyway, yeah, get, get her book. It's going to change your life. And once you're done doing all that, go to renownedleadership.com. Give me tons of love too, because I need the love and support as mm -hmm. well. Um, now Clarissa, everyone are all my guests, uh, before they leave, they get the final word of wisdom. Um, and I, my final question to you is what advice do you give people to lead like champions? You're only as beautiful as your last good deed. And so Ooh. I brought that up. Yeah, you're only as beautiful. You're only as good. You know, you're only as as kind. You're only as handsome as your last good deed. And I use that because most people, a lot of people, like to lead with the the, the superficial, mm -hmm. right? The way I look, the money I make. You know, I'm all that. And so it's kind of one of those more humbling statements that I created. Uh, at, you know, you're only as beautiful as your last good deed. So go out and do something good for somebody today. I love that. Absolutely. It goes back to my main theme of leadership is always lead from service rather than lead from position. I yep. love that so much. Again, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Um, that's going to wrap up this week. Happy Thanksgiving on this special Thanksgiving episode. And I'm going to see you guys next week with another amazing guest. Thank you again so much for joining us. Make sure you give me comments, likes, reviews, and plenty of love. And until then, don't forget, everybody, lead like a champion. Goodbye. I try to sleep, but you're deep in my mind. Got a hold of me. When I'm awake, I'm all blind. Okay, it's going to wrap it up uh, on this special Thanksgiving Day episode. You're only as beautiful as your last good deed. Uh, that, that, those are beautiful words. That's, that's inspiring. That's amazing. And uh, that's a mantra to live your life by, uh, man, just, I'm pretty blown away by it. Like, you're only as beautiful as your last good deed. Um, man, we can make this world such a more beautiful place if everyone would just do one kind thing for some random person or someone you know, it doesn't even matter. Just go be kind, especially today. Uh, be kind. Don't, don't get mad at that uh, uncle that you politically disagree with um just show them kindness and love so that's going to wrap it up make sure you go give clarissa tons and tons of love get her book it is hands down life-changing it's an amazing book and uh once you're done uh giving her all the love make sure you go check me out book your uh free consultation with me you get to come talk with me for an hour for free 
No, you can't beat that. And uh, have a great, safe uh, holiday weekend. And if you don't, well, I forgot to silence my phone, and that was an ESPN update. I apologize for that. Anyway, uh, have a safe uh, holiday, and uh, I will see you all at the regular time next week. And, yeah, lead like a champion, everybody. Yeah.